Hello and welcome to the Fiercely Awakening Podcast. My name is Tanya Holcomb, and I'm grateful that you're joining me on a journey to honor your story, reclaim your power, and answer your soul's call for greatness. With conversations on self-love, true nourishment, and natural healing, featuring transformative stories of divine intervention, unshakable faith, and living life untethered, you'll be inspired and motivated to release what no longer serves you, pursue what you truly desire, and trust your path. No, it is no accident that you've arrived here. You seek truth, activation, and empowerment. Your seeking led you to exactly where you need to be. You are Fiercely Awakening. Welcome. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Fiercely Awakening podcast. Oh my goodness, we just wrapped up the first call, the first welcome call for Fem Codes, and it was just a welcome call, but it still was all the feels. The feels of being on assignment, the feels of, yes, this is the work that I signed up to do. It is all the things. So if you are a member of Fem Codes, I just want to say thank you. Thank you so much. So this conversation today really feeds into some of the work that we do inside of Fem Codes. And I want to talk about a few different things, all in the same vein, if you will. The first thing is permission to change your mind. It is so astonishing how many times I see clients stuck in situations because they don't feel like there's any way around it. They don't feel like they have the right to leave. Perhaps it's a job. Perhaps, perhaps they agreed to take care of, you know, somebody or something, or they, they, they agreed to something. And at the time that they agreed, they either, they either made that agreement because they felt guilty. They, they felt like they, it's what they should do. And so they agreed to it and then they're stuck in it because in their mind, what they say is that if I don't do it, then who else will? This is a very slippery situation. So where we want to be making decisions from, all decisions, all the time, no matter if it's an invitation to a wedding, an invitation to a bridal shower, an invitation to coffee, uh, the decision to sell your house, the decision to you know choose a different job. I mean, whatever decision it is, and there's so many decisions to make in a day where we can avoid any type of uh, major friction is when we are making a decision that's truly in alignment to us. But we are evolving. And we are evolving, in many cases, really quickly. So we have to be able to activate permission to change our mind, to make a different decision. And certainly, if we used to make decisions, or if you still are making decisions based in guilt, worry, fear, it's what I should do, that's my least favorite. 
<laughs> I mean, my least favorite decision is when we do things because we think it's what we should do. That doesn't feel good for anybody. But let's say you got yourself in a situation. Let's say you agreed to water somebody's plants for them twice a week. You thought, you know what? I'm here. I can water these plants. But every time you go to water the plants, like you're super annoyed that you have to water these plants. It drives you crazy that you have to water these plants. Why did I say yes to watering these plants? It's been a year and I've been watering these plants. You are choosing to water those plants. And I know we're just talking about plants, but even plants have consciousness. So if we're going to choose to water the plants, we are going to choose to show up and water the plants with love until we choose differently. And my gosh, choose differently. So you have permission to change your mind. In fact, if you're not activating this, then this tells me that you're stuck. And what we do to ourselves is we tell ourselves a story. If I don't do this, no one else will. And that's such an ego perspective. That's saying that you are the only person that's capable of doing this thing when that could not be furthest from the truth. You are a roadblock for the person who's really meant to be doing this. For the next invitation for somebody to walk in. So you got to move. It is not all on you. You are not the only option. You are one of a thousand possibilities. You are not the only person that can do the watering of the plants or whatever it is that you've committed to that no longer is in alignment to you. The worst thing you can do for yourself is stay stuck. So this is where we go back to how do I make a decision? When I make a decision that's for my highest good, guess what? It's for the highest good of all. That means if you are deciding that you no longer want to water the plants, there's the perfect situation that's going to walk in the room. I had a Facebook memory pop up today about a time when I was blindsided. And these opportunities are so incredibly crucial because (laughs) that's the thing. We can be doing this work and doing this work and not see the elephant in the room. Because we're just, we're, we're, you know, we're, we're doing it. We're doing something. We're, we're on mission. And these moments of being blindsided are so powerful. And so again, it was a memory where I shared the story about being blindsided, but what happened in that moment of feeling like the rug was jerked out from underneath of me, my programming, my new and improved programming said, what's best for you is what's best for me. And I meant it. And I tell you what, if that situation would not have happened, I would not be where I am right now, doing what I love to do in the ways I love to do it, serving in the ways I love to do it. It was very uncomfortable. It was very rocky for, uh, I don't know, five, six months. But I showed up, I leaned in, and 
it, I was able to handle the flip side. You know, I was able to handle the energetics of that discomfort for my next big growth. So what's best for you is what's best for me. When somebody up and quits on you, maybe you have a nanny or a childcare, or maybe you're a boss, boss lady, and you got somebody that quits on you and you have to go into that. You have to go into that higher truth. This is they are a roadblock and now they are moving so somebody else can step in. This is what's best for me. It may be a little uncomfortable and I'm going to have epic growth because of it. There are times when we need to really honor our word. For instance, if I say I'm going to teach Fem Codes and we're going to have 12 calls, It would not be an integrity for me to quit the calls. I'm going to finish what I started in that way. But let's say that something really off happened, something I don't even know, crazy happened, and I was not going to be able to do the calls in the way that I desired to do the calls. I would have to make one of those decisions of saying, if I'm not able to do these calls in a way that is truly an integrity for me, then I need to look at my choice point here. Is this the time where I refund everybody and I give them their money back and I don't do the calls? What am I going to do here? Because regardless, I have to get clean. Either I'm going to uphold the word that I said I'm going to do these 12 calls and I'm going to show up even if it's, you know, even if I'm going through things or I'm going to make a really big choice and trust that because it's best for me to not do these, it's also wasn't best for people. Like it was a protection, you know, um, people weren't going to get the message that they needed to get from me. Now that's such an unlikely circumstance to happen because Fem Codes was in total alignment to me. All of the courses are in total alignment to me. So, you know, it's really un- unlikely that when you're making a line decision that you would have to make a drastic change mid course like that. That's that's likely not to happen. What tends to happen, however, is when we say yes, when we mean no, and then we have to really deal with that. So you get a proposal and you're like, I'm terrified to say no. So I said yes, but you didn't mean it. This is where you don't go on your word of saying yes, because that's not in his highest good or yours. You show up and say, I'm sorry that I'm sorry. I should not have said yes. This is not an alignment to me. And because it's not an alignment to me, it's not an alignment to you either. We have to stop convincing ourselves that our no's are going to shatter people, that they can't handle our no's that we're the only one, that if we don't do it, then who else will? It's crazy talk. And every time that we show up as a no, and we show up, we are a roadblock to whoever was really supposed to be there, who was really supposed to help. We stop and limit other people from being able to step up So take a look at your life right now. 
have you made a commitment that perhaps at the time was in alignment to you, but now it's not? Or you made a commitment based on ego that was never in your alignment, and now you need to get out of it. Allow me to be the person that says you have complete permission to change your mind. Now, where this gets a little wonky is when we have sacred relationships, when we have sacred containers. And this is something that we will be talking extensively about in Fem Codes because it's really important. But just to give you a quick overview, when we have relationships, for instance, if you were to apply this to maybe your marriage or, um, you know, a, a best friend situation or something like that, something a little bit more sticky, we really have to look at, is this still an active contract? Is there still something here for me to learn? Am I still growing here? Or has this contract been done for a long time and I've just been hanging on to it? That's where we start to look at that because a lot of times we're working in containers that are long been gone. They've long been dead. We should have stopped a long time ago and we're trying to push it to work and there's nothing left there for us to evolve. And so that's a different conversation completely different conversation. But let's just work, let's just start with the small things, shall we? Let's start with the small plant watering commitments that you made. Maybe you made a commitment to, you know, be a volunteer or you made a commitment to, you know, um, watch, you know, someone's child or there, there's a thousand possibilities because we love to commit to things. It makes our ego feel important. It makes us feel like, oh, I'm doing something important. But if it's not in alignment for us, then it's not in alignment for them either. Even if we are doing a lot, even if we are giving it our all, even if, even if, even if, even if. It's very, very black and white. If it's not good for you, it's not good for them either. And you being there is blocking who's supposed to be there. So permission to change your mind. Now, at the same time, I want to talk to you about permission to quit. This is also something where we get really tricky in because we really pride ourselves in not giving up. And I love that. You know, one of my favorite stories is the one in, um, what is it called? Think and Grow Rich, where he talks about the gold miner who was like so committed, had given up everything to find gold, worked his bum off and was searching and searching and searching and then gives up and sells everything that he has, moves away, and the person that they sold it to found gold within days and he was only three feet away from gold. And so a lot of us look at that lesson and say, my gosh, like when you're three feet away from, like you, you could always be three feet away from gold. I, I'm, I could be three feet away from gold right now. So this is not the time to quit. Again, it's being able to discern the difference. In that story, he quit because he had been, you know, everybody was on him to give up and to throw in the towel. He didn't quit because it was really what he wanted. It was, there was so much pressure to give up. 
So we have to be checking with, in with ourselves and our intuition and know the difference of what this looks like. And so there's a little, um, what do I want to call it? A framework, if you will, of, I love, it's so simple. It's such a simple framework to, to put this in perspective. And this framework is from uh, Stephen Bartlett. So the first question you would ask yourself is, am I thinking about quitting? And if that's a yes, you would go to the next question. Why am I thinking about quitting? Is it because it's just hard or is it because it sucks? So am I thinking about quitting? Yes. All right. Uh, Why am I thinking about quitting? Well, because it's hard. All right. So then we go to the question, is the challenge worth the potential reward? Yes. You know what? It's hard, but the challenge is worth the reward. Then don't quit. Then stay in the game. So the guy with the gold, hey, is it worth it to you to hit gold (laughs) and become so wealthy beyond your imagine? Would that be worth it to you? Yes, be worth it. But if it's not, then quit. Now, if it just sucks, so if you're saying, are you thinking about quitting? Yes. Why am I thinking about quitting? Well, because my current situation sucks. Then you would have to ask yourself, do do you believe you could make it not suck? Do you believe that you have any power to make this situation not suck? No, I don't. Well, there's your answer. It's time to quit. If you believe you can change the way you're viewing your situation, you can change your circumstances, like that you have some power here, then the question would be, is the effort it would take to make it not suck worth it? Yeah, I'm willing to put in the effort to make it not suck and it's worth it. Then keep going. If the effort to make it not suck isn't worth it, then quit. So there was a time in my life where I had this moment of, oh, spiraling. (laughs) That's the best way to say it, of complete spiraling, where I just wanted to throw in the towel and I just wanted to give up on everything that I've ever had learned to be true about this work that I do. I just wanted to walk away from it because my life had momentarily sucked. And then I had this realization of even more terrifying than my life sucking was was like walking away from all of this, right? And so I chose the exact opposite of what I was thinking I was choosing. And I said, I'm actually going to be all of this. I'm actually going to go in and I'm going to own every bit of this. I'm actually not going to hold back at all. That's going to change it from not sucking. Because what's making this suck right now is that I'm not able to be all of me. And that's what's making this discomfort because I'm attracting people in my life and I'm attracting situations that are making me feel, and that's not how I want to feel. And it was one of the most potent turning points in my life. In smaller situations with working with clients, 
they may hate their boss. And so we really work on that relationship in terms of what are they seeing in that person that's so that's bringing out these negative emotions and how do they tap into a higher frequency? So for instance, if they think their boss is such a jerk and then they look for all the evidence to support them at why their boss is such a jerk, can we start to change this and look at the beautiful components of this job, what you are grateful for, what are the the good attributes of this boss, what are the things that you see? Because energetically, when we play into the negativity, we get more negative signs. If we can't stand someone, they're going to give us all the evidence of the world of why not to stand them, why we can't stand them. If we just like, oh, somebody makes our skin crawl and we are in this field and we're going to go to the work every day and we're choosing to do that, we can either make the make the change of, hey, I'm going to change this situation. I'm going to you know, leave this career or job, or I'm going to choose to overcome these energetics by not playing into this field of negativity. I'm going to be the strongest energetic, which means... I'm going to work with like and acceptance or I'm going to work with gratitude or I'm going to see the great qualities or I'm going to acknowledge that their tiny human is running the show and I'm so thankful that I have done this work on mine. I'm so thankful to be in a different place that I've evolved, that I have grown. I'm so thankful to be able to see these things differently. So that gratitude can really transpire even the most stickiest situations and working with gratitude alone can be enough to make a situation not suck. You can be the most powerful person in the room if you choose to be. Or you can allow the negative person to be the most powerful person in the room and they will. The positive vibrations will win if you work with them. And you are changing the whole dynamics of the room and what people, including yourself, are plugging into. So with quitting, it is a skill. It is something that we have to know when it's time to quit. We have to be able to walk away from things that are, that are no longer serving us. It is huge growth gains to be able to say, this isn't working anymore. It doesn't have to really look like quitting. It's just like this thing, this offering, this program, like, you know what? I'm not, mm -mm, it's not working for me anymore. When we ask ourselves these simple, simple questions of simply saying, is the challenge worth the potential reward? You know what? No. The challenge of everything I'd have to do to make this work, it's not worth it to me. And so this can show up in so many different ways. And where we hold ourselves back and where we keep ourselves stuck is when we don't actually work with what we desire. And or we think that we're the only one that can do it. And so we become the roadblock. We convince ourselves that we're so important that if we don't do this, even though we don't want to do this, then nobody else can do this. Nobody else will do it. I'm the only one that can do it. Nope, that's one of a thousand possibilities. 
you are one of a thousand possibilities. There are thousands more solutions. You just can't see them until you actually desire something different. When you start to work with desiring something different, things happen. This, we will, I will prove this to myself over and over and over again. So for instance, you know, just thinking like, I want to go gluten-free and dairy-free in my home for a while, like completely strict. You know, that's not normally my platform. My platform's on resiliency and, you know, if things come in, they come in and we want to be strong enough to have it. But you know what? I think we need to make some space. How are we going to do that? How? How can we do that? Because, you know, my kids from here to there, here to there, this means that two households have to be gluten-free, dairy-free. How are we going to do this? Hmm. Seems like it'd be too hard to do. But what do I want? I really want to try this. Okay. So permission to change my mind that there are times when we're gonna go full out, gluten-free, dairy-free, in order to create massive space for a kiddo and stick to what I desire, which I desire for this to happen. I don't know how it's gonna happen. It seems like it would be very difficult to do. And holy moly, was it easy? All the time this happens. Where we get stuck is where we compromise. And where we compromise is when we tell ourselves, like, I don't know how this, how this would happen or, you know, (laughs) so many times like, well, you know, they do so much for me. So this is, you know, I feel like this is what I need to do or, I mean, the list goes on and on. You know what I'm talking about. This applies to your life in every single way you can imagine. I mean, I released a self-care or my top ways, I don't even know what it was, my routine, that's already changed. I'm already doing a different routine. I've already changed my mind about what I'm doing in my routine. If I had the same routine for 10 years, you should be concerned about me. Because I am constantly evolving, constantly growing, which means I am adapting What do I need to do to be this level of me? Okay, this is now the plan. What's the plan tomorrow? I'm not sure yet. I'll tell you tomorrow. I have permission to change my mind. I am not meant to be static. I'm not meant to be stuck. I'm meant to be, I'm meant to be very fluid and intuitive. I'm allowed to change my mind on the big things for my life. And on the little things. I know that the gluten-free, dairy-free was such a simple story, but I never anticipated taking away raw milk. I love raw milk. You guys know that. I'm a huge proponent of raw milk. So when I decided that we needed to create massive space, even with the raw dairy, this was permission to change my mind. If you would have asked me a year ago, I'd have been like, no, we're not going to do that. But you know what? I was concerned about doing it because I didn't know if I had something strong enough to keep the minerals going while we made that transition. And when I decided we were gonna make that transition, the solution to what was gonna help keep our mineral base up and 
um, you know, just keep the keep our vital force booming, dropped in. Oh. Would that have dropped in a year ago if I would have made that decision? Probably not that, but something would have. You wait to figure it out until you know how it's going to work out. But that's not how things work out. They work out because you decide that this is what's in alignment now. And then you take action. So that leads us to our third part of the conversation, which is the law of action. Now, just I'm going to spend just a minute on this. So the law of action must be applied in order for us to manifest things on earth. Therefore, we must engage in actions that support thoughts, dreams, emotions, and words. This law means you want to move within the world consciously, planting seeds that will provide results for the things you truly want. These actions can be as simple as reading about how reading about things you love or have passion for. They could be studying the things you want to do later in life or talking about what you've already learned in life to assist in another in moving forward in life. Action is taking part in life to do to do this. You want to be given and open to receiving. So in order to activate action, you're also simultaneously being open uh, to receiving as well as where are you giving. So we need action. All right. So the law of action works when you work toward achieving your dreams. Most people wait until they have a very negative or uncomfortable situation before they choose to work in the law of action. This is very common. All right. So this plays into uh, the, the circumstances. So here's how we know if we're utilizing the law of action. List the areas of your life that are not how you'd like it to be. What areas of your life are not how you would like it to be? And then list the areas that you are aware of that you broadcast or receive low frequencies. Where do you broadcast or receive low frequencies? And then... What action do you need to take? Because if if you have parts of your life that you're not liking where it is or you're receiving or broadcasting low frequencies, this is a pattern where, there, where you either need to quit, close the door, permission to change your mind, or take action to make it not suck. And if it's action to make it not suck, what is that action? Is it just you doing something pretty low key, like the examples of the reading or studying something or doing something, or is it more significant? Um, And significant can be gratitude. Gratitude work is quite potent work. It's quite significant. Or it might mean doing something like actually physically. So perhaps this is where you know you need to meditate and now you're going to start meditating. You know you need to move your body so you're going to start walking. You're going to start working out or you're going to sign up for something. You're going to do something. You're going to move it. So those circumstances change. So whenever you find yourself in the future in a situation that you're not loving, that feels sticky and icky, come back to this. And determine, is this time 
when you need to change your mind because the permission's there? Is this a time when you need to quit? Because that's a very powerful move. And it can be one of the most potent things that you do if it's in alignment. Or is this when you do the work to make the situation not suck? Because that's also potent. And in that situation, when it's not time to quit, you still have something to learn. There is still some major growth there for you. And I would much rather have the growth in a situation that I'm already in than to quit when it's not time to quit and go repeat the pattern. Because then I'm losing all that momentum and I have to start all over. These are skills that come from knowing and trusting our intuition. Because the ego will want to throw in the towel. The ego will want to throw a tantrum. The ego will want to say, this sucks, you know? So sometimes if we can't really read the difference between who's driving the bus, we need to just have a little bit of time. Time is a beautiful offering that we can give ourselves when we're not sure. And I'll leave you with this. You know, I've witnessed recently women who are feeling like things are lining up and they're following the breadcrumbs, but then it doesn't look the way it's supposed to look. And so they think that that means that it wasn't supposed to work out. This is a very tricky thing because one or two, one of two things are happening. One thing is that we do have energetic protection, which is really lovely. And it means that we weren't ready to hold it. So there's some more work to do. Two is that it just doesn't look the way it's supposed to do. But if it's in alignment and you trust it and you still stand by it, things will work out beyond your wildest dreams. So we have to be very careful about looking at what it looks like and then creating all the meaning around that. Because if it doesn't look a certain way, but it feels like, no, this is like where I'm supposed to be. Like, this is the thing. Like, this is where I'm supposed to be. And you trust that. It doesn't mean that this is a thing that's here to stay forever, but my gosh, because you trusted that, that is the launch pad to the next thing. That's how it works. Breadcrumbs aren't end games. Breadcrumbs are breadcrumbs. They lead you to the next thing. And if that's your your little stay pad for a moment, but you understand the power of changing your mind, and you trust and you trust that this is where you're supposed to be even though it looks differently, it is so wild how things work out. All right, that is all for me today. I will see you next week. Bye. Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in today's episode. If you loved your time with me, please subscribe and leave me a review on iTunes so I can keep bringing you the good stuff. 
And then come say hello by joining me in our private Facebook group, Love Yourself Fiercely. Cheers to you for seeking truth and fiercely awakening.